We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You knew it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world this is bad territory! You know it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world this is bad territory! You know it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world this is bad territory! Woo! And welcome to the 23rd, yeah. I believe. It's My- a special midweek edition. Yeah. Because we couldn't do it Sunday or Monday. The Michael Jordan edition. Yes. Since we're on 23. The LeBron James edition. The uh, Alan Crabb edition. Yes. The yes. Draymond Green edition. The Jabari Bird edition. Um, the uh, Vic and Wary edition. There we go. Um, yeah, that pretty much covers it, I think. There's got to be more 23s. I mean, every single <laughs> sport probably shooting has a 23. <laughs> like, every single shooting guard since Michael Jordan has wanted to be number 23. Yeah. So. All right. That's uh, that's where we're at. Twenty three. Um, how was your Super Bowl Sunday, by the way? This eh, is it's, it's good. It's our first. Mid- this is after the Super Bowl. So. Yeah. It. I mean, there. It was all good food, so you can't really take anything away from it. How yeah, about that, yourself. That's pretty much it. It's the Super Bowl is really just purely for the food. I don't yeah. think the game kind of was slow. So. It really was. I don't. I as much as we can appreciate defensive struggles here, uh, <laughs> it's not exactly aesthetically pleasing to watch. I'd rather seen a shootout. Oh, uh, okay. Let let me get your take on this. The whole Cam Newton after post game conference. Don't care. <laughs> yeah. It, the whole thing was. I think overblown. Yeah, the thing he said next day or yesterday or something like that was. Show me a good loser, and I'll show you a loser. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not exactly the nicest way to say it, <laughs> but he's got a point. You don't exactly, you don't want to lose. Yeah. And I'd rather have someone who's emotional about it and says, hey, I'm I'm angry about losing, and I'm going to come back and kick some more ass the next year. Yeah, so. yeah I, I'm, I'm all for just, I mean, granted, Cam could have handled it better. Of course, of course. As, a prof- as a professional player, it's your duty to do these things, right? So, um, but at the same time, like, it's understandable. He's like 20, what is it, 26? Yeah. He just lost his first Super Bowl. like, And played arguably the worst game of his life. Yeah. Would anybody want to be in a press conference talk? Like, yeah. just when you're getting bombarded with questions about how you played and, you know, how your team lost? No. Uh, there's only one thing that I disliked that he did was... Uh, 
I believe yesterday they were talking about the fumble at the end of the game, and he said he didn't dive for it because he didn't want to risk injury. And I know there's kind of that old school kind of you play it for the grit and the will of the game, but if you're not willing to jump on a fumble at a certain point, and I know that you don't want to risk injury because that's your livelihood, that's your career, but one of your teammates is playing with his arm stitched up like a football. I don't know if you saw the picture of Thomas Davis's arm. yes. And of and of uh, Jared Allen's foot yeah. as well. That's he he basically played with like a like a lacerated foot. Yeah, that's what Jared Allen played with. And that's the only part that bothers me. But everything else is completely overblown. Yeah, same here. I'm I'm totally in the same boat. But Peyton Manning going out on top. Yeah, it's a gonna go drink some Budweiser, eat some Papa John's. It's a Ray Lewis. I'm ending. still sh- how the hell did the Papa John's guy get on the field at the end? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that, jeez. I mean, yeah, I guess he's running a company, but come on, man. It's because he's best friends with Peyton Manning. Yeah. So they actually hang out in their spare time, and then J.J. Watt breaks all of his walls. <laughs> it may be, maybe, maybe Papa John was there to deliver him a pizza. Yeah. Because he won. It's his retirement pizza. There it is. It's the equivalent of a gold watch. <laughs> I think they make pizzas with, like, sprinkles of gold on them that sell for, like, buttload of money they do and i'm pretty sure it's they do that in the middle east too i think i've seen this on tv where they do that in the middle east where they actually sprinkle like oh no that's just a waste of good gold (laughs) sliced paper thin gold yeah that everyone loves it yeah and (laughs) makes everything run three like a river something like that at least you get your minerals at yeah. least you get the mineral. I don't. I can't. I don't. I don't think I can spin this in any way. So did the people in Flint, Michigan, but that's a whole different story. Oh, oh, too early. Eh. A little bit. A little bit. That's the one bit of tragic comedy that I will put up. That situation is just crappy. But we're not here to talk about that. <laughs> we're, we're definitely not. We're definitely not. Um, but yeah, this, I think this was a great Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. I, I personally liked it. I enjoyed Super Bowl City. I went out last week and I checked it all out. It was it was amazing. I saw um, Cuba Gooding Jr., Ooh. Jamie Foxx, uh, Chuck Liddell, uh, Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> Wait, I don't Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr. was uh, Ron Tidwell or Rod Tidwell and uh, Jerry Maguire, right? Exactly. Okay. Show me the money. Okay, I was just. <laughs> I was confusing him with someone else in my head. So I did say that at him when he was walking away, and he kind of acknowledged it. But it He's kind probably of probably heard that so many times. <laughs> I can only imagine. Had to but, but the try urge, not to punch the urge <laughs> in me, the urge in me to say it was just it was it was just too immense. And then uh, at least you didn't say help me help you. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I will. No, admit, but that, that would, requires a great movie. But that would make me Tom Cruise. I don't want to be Tom Cruise. Are you sure you could be running and everything? <laughs> Cinematic. Oh, uh, maybe, 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 maybe if I said that, I would learn how to ride a motorbike really, really cool. Yeah, yeah honestly, that for riding a motorcycle, actually, it's only like a three day class. So I have a motorcycle license, actually. I don't so. think I could do it. I, I just, I just, don't I think didn't I think so at the beginning either. <laughs> hurts your hips so bad because you're spending like five hours on a motorcycle and you're just learning like the basics of okay this is how you go forward without actually putting on the gas and just kind of propelling yourself forward with your feet and after they make you do that like 10 times across 
something or other. I forget what. Basically, the your was. inner thigh muscles are gone. Yeah, by my the end of the day. my hip flexor was completely <laughs> destroyed. Pretty much. <laughs> um, and then I saw uh, what's it, Tony Romo? Nice. It was it was a weird. I was like, oh, it's Tony Romo. Yeah. I saw one of his jerseys on the bar right over to the Stanford game on Saturday. So That's really random. Yeah. That was one of the cooler parts about this, seeing how many fans of different teams were on. That That was one of my favorites. And I, I definitely I definitely enjoyed, because I'm a, I'm a Chargers fan. Yeah. I wore my Chargers hat out. Mm-hmm. I met at least four Chargers fans. Nice. And, um, and this was cool because it's, it's the Super Bowl that has the Panthers and the Broncos, but... Every single team was semi-represented. Yeah. I, I think I saw at least a hat worn by someone of every single team there. Even the Titans? Yes. Wow. So um, I think the only one I didn't see were the Browns. Ayo. Oh, um, well. But we'll see a few more of those next year once Jared gets taken by the Browns. Probably. Um, but, yeah, I think it was a great experience. There was everyone there. It was funny how Marshawn shop. Um, the base the mode, base mode shop in Oakland. If you haven't checked, if you if you are in the area, please check it out. Um, I checked it out on Friday after I got back from Super Bowl City. Yeah. He was there. Yeah, He's because at, he doesn't have anything football related to do anymore. Not anymore. Um, but he was he was an amazing, awesome, awesome guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, just and the shop was popping like everyone yeah. was there. Of um, course, it was a it was it was packed. I mean, um, the, there's a, a story that came out the other day that said he had saved all fifty million dollars of his uh, paycheck, which is NFL incredible. paychecks. That Berkeley education, <laughs> living off of his endorsement money, <laughs> Skittles paid for his oh. house. Oh, I think Pepsi did he didn't he do the Pepsi yeah, one he where he doesn't Pepsi talk? Commercial and uh, my personal favorite, Beacon's Plumbing in Seattle. <laughs> Stop freaking, call Beacon. <laughs> no way. No way. It's a great commercial. Oh, no way. I don't... God, it's like a like <laughs> middle-class white family. It's like, we need a plumber. And then the kids recognize Marshawn Lynch. It's like, hey, what's up? Oh. You gotta look that one up. Oh. It's a Beacon Plumbing. That's a, definite, that's a definite must. Yeah. It's one of my favorite commercials. <laughs> so he bursts through a wall and oh. tells you to stop freaking. Call Beacon. Well, yeah, this was. I, yeah, I personally had a had a blast. Yeah, um, I, I can imagine it. Yeah, I'm not much of a person for those type of things, mm-hmm. but it sounds like a fun time. So. Yeah, yeah, um, and so I mean, personally, the only reason I went was because you have you're only able to go to these things unless one you travel with the Super Bowl, which a lot of people do, mm-hmm. or two, it just happens to be near mm-hmm. your city, yeah. and you just go and visit because all these festivity things. You're only going to see it, like, once if you... And considering the fact that this is a new stadium and San Francisco is such a booming area as far as business goes, they're going to be back sooner rather than later. Yeah. But from what I heard, um, or looking at Twitter and everything, uh, the players did not like the field. Oh, no. That's a crappy field. Oh, Lord. I mean, the guys were... This... For me, for me, the Super Bowl boiled down to who who did not slip on the field. If you did, if your team did not slip on the field on big plays, you won. <laughs> yeah, I saw a play on film where uh, uh, I think it was Von Miller going at Michael Orr. Yeah, and just you see Michael Orr is like on a track. He's being pushed back. He's sliding. Basically, the grass is coming up from under. Yeah, that's what's happening. He's being pushed back, no problem. And I think that was one of the few passes that Cam actually completed, but. 
it's just insane to see this stuff getting ripped up so easily. And I'm wondering, why is this so bad? The crazier part is they the NFL forced uh, the Niners to to basically flip this field three times this year. Mm-hmm. So they put in new grass three times. And yet, and, and, and the last time they put it in was apparently in January. So it's not even that far away, but this field was just horrendous. I mean, why don't they just go to turf? I, I, What's the issue with turf? Maybe they. I. I think they're just infatuated with grass. That's that's basically it's what comes down to. It's a waste of water. That's true. In, in a in a freaking drought ridden state. It's a waste of money at this point too. Pretty much, if you're constantly re- replacing those fields because yeah. they suck. But there's there's one comment I think Avi, our our editor, said on uh, Twitter that was something to the effect of you see all the football players sliding around out there, but Beyonce is walking on the field just fine with heels. <laughs> So, more power to that lady. Uh, speaking of Beyonce. Yes. The halftime show. Yeah. With the uh, the band, the marching band uh, yeah. that played with Coldplay. Apparently the Cal band. Yeah, and the Cal um, oh God, rally committee decided not to be useless and actually planned out the card stunts for the whole stadium. Yeah. Oh, they actually sent us an email, by the way. Huh. They said that they didn't plan it. They just, uh, they helped, you know, set it up. Mm-hmm. So it was a planning co- company, but oh. they they just wanted to make sure we didn't hit any uh, you know copyright. Okay, or, then they're still useless. <laughs> but I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was uh, they practiced for like more than forty hours for this one yeah. you know fifteen minute performance, and heck, it was nice. We were well represented. Yeah, they were probably the best or second best part of that thing. Yeah, with Coldplay being fifth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Chris Martin, I don't think, is that good life. No, I've never seen a more out-of-place person than Chris Martin <laughs> trying to sing with Beyonce and Bruno Mars. <laughs> Although, the Bruno Mars and Beyonce aspect of the halftime yeah, show, just the, on point. The Amazing. dance-off and everything. Yeah. And yeah, they're yeah. both extraordinarily talented people. Uh, very, so. very. Glad they brought Bruno Mars back. That was one of my favorite halftime shows. Yeah. And I... Admittedly, I don't like all the whiny, just the way you are type music that yeah. he does. But when he does the kind of soul stuff and, and the uptown funk, yeah, uptown funk type deal, he's really good. Yeah, that pretty much uh, that does it for. Yeah. I don't think there's much more to Here, talk about. I have, stuff. I have a question for you. Right. In honor of Marshawn Lynch, famed Cal running back and proprietor of Beast Mode Enterprises, hanging retiring, up. hanging up the cleats, as it were. What's your favorite memory of Marshawn? Can be Cal anywhere. Ooh. So I never, I wasn't at Cal uh, when Marshawn was there. Mm-hmm. I did not know Marshawn even went to Cal until I came to Cal, which was in 07. Mm-hmm. So you just left the year after. Exactly, exactly. Um, I did not know how big of a part of Cal football he was. Yeah. Until until later on, um, and for me, for me, my biggest thing of Marshawn uh, was definitely. That Seattle New Orleans wild card, yeah, that the beast quake, yeah, the game clenching run. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure you know the old Blues and the old Cal guys that saw Marshawn play at Cal probably have more fonder memories. I, I have one, yeah, one yeah, I'm sure you do. Um, but for me, that that was my big Marshawn moment because I had never seen him play in real life, and this was I just saw him in the pros, yeah. And, that that was it. But then you know, I look back and I see all these other gifts and all these other memes and photos. Yeah, like, and like him dancing with the cheerleaders. Exactly, and, and I'm like, like this that. would have been fun if I was around here. Yeah, like, if, he, he's so good. 
So what is yours, Trace? Um, well, mine's the one that everyone knows for the golf cart. Oh, yes. Driving that around. Yes. But the game itself was impressive. It was 2006 versus Washington. Washington was horrendous at the time, and we were pretty darn good. And they, Marshawn's playing on two sprained ankles, I think, and he's having game of his life. I think he went for 150 yards, three touchdowns, yeah, broke that, a lot of tackles. That game is replayed a lot on Pac-12 Networks. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we know why. Yeah, because uh, Washington hits, uh, they got a Hail Mary at the end. Oh, God. But, and I remember thinking, I was, let's see, I was 14 at the time. So, it's my freshman year of high school. And just thinking, oh, God, this isn't going to end well. And then Marshawn runs it in in overtime, just breaks three tackles, no problem. Ta-da! That was his whole thing. He He always broke at least one tackle every play. And then defensive series after that in overtime, Desmond Bishop intercepts it, almost returns it for a touchdown, game over. Marshawn drives on the golf cart. I remember laughing, just laughing my ass off up in the stands. And we were all happy for another day. So Every time I see that, it's just like the spur of the moment, his thought. <laughs> I'm just I'm trying, to, I'm trying to comprehend his thought process. You just score a touchdown. The game's over. Yeah. And the first thing you think of is to get on the golf cart and the injury golf cart and to ride it around the stadium. That's and then seeing all the people scatter around him <laughs> as he drives. Because if you guys have not seen this, he does not drive in a straight line. He's he's, he's, he's swerving. Yeah. He's literally he's celebrating. swerving. <laughs> Surprised he did not get fined for that or something or suspended or no. anything. Um, but he but was, they love him up there, too. He's just so. too big of a character. Yeah, he's... He's still my favorite ever Cal player that I've watched. I don't even know who would be a close second, but made Jeff MacArthur as a close second. But I put Job I, just because I, oh, I went Javid. to Javid. Yeah, he's he's in the top three. Yeah, Javid's up there. Um, but yeah, I mean, now that he's here, who knows? We'll probably see him a lot more yeah. just hanging out. Um, he's still got friends in the athletic department, so. I mean, why wouldn't Sonny want him back? I mean, yeah. that that's just a great, great... No, yes, they have the connection there, yeah. so it's it's all there. Yeah. I wouldn't be too worried about that. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe we'll see him in the spring game again. Yeah. <laughs> that happened a few years ago. Yeah. That that was a shocker a few years back. Yeah, I, I actually, that's when I was working there still. I met him before the game, and he's just kind of just calm, chilled out. He jokes a bit, but he's a good guy. Yeah. So widest person I've ever seen. Yes, yes. That's the thing about meeting the dude, is that he's not, like, fat or anything. Or no. He's buff, but... No. I mean, just, you, you and I are uh, 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 over six foot, but yeah. he's he's not. He's maybe 5'11", yeah. or so. But, but he, he, he looks like if he wanted to literally walk through me, he could. Like, yeah. literally rip me in half and walk through me. That's, he, oh, that's possible. Totally. <laughs> he's, he's a big guy in that sense. He's a small... Not a small bowling ball, but a bowling ball that Literally. is very good at cutting back and forth. Yeah, with the little jump cut. A very, a very does. agile bowling ball. Yeah, <laughs> he's the type of bowling ball that you like throw into the gutter and then it pops back out, like on, and then gets you a strike. Yeah, that's. <laughs> and then that's it turns rough. around and grabs its nuts <laughs> as it falls into the back gutter, yeah. and back in the machine. Yeah, <laughs> oh. falls backwards, ball in one hand. 
It's a three-step process. <laughs> You've seen that thing with Conan and Gronkowski from last year. Uh, yeah. Demonstrates oh, the good. three-step process. That was good. That was good. But he... Yeah. No, that's also where he jumped into the, the entire uh, swimming pool of Skittles. Yeah. That's how you should, too. Find a swimming pool of Skittles. It sounds wonderful right now. Oh, man. Oh, all right. Um, so that's... That was a very long introduction. Yeah, that was a good tangent. Yeah. But let's uh, move on to our football talk. Yay. Um, National Signing Day was literally a week ago. Yeah. The 3rd of... February. February. Um, yes, that's this month. Yes, and we now have our fully decided recruiting class. Granted, for now, there for could now. still be one or Ooh. two people coming. Exactly. Um, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but um, should we run through this list? Um, okay. I, let's see. We'll give a, you know what? How about we do this? We'll do one name at a time. You get one name, I get one name, and then just give a one-liner of what you think of that guy. Okay. I think, I think we'll be good with that. So... You want to start? Yeah, why not? Travion Beck out of Paramount, California, St. John Bosco, high school of Bryce Treggs. Just a guy who loves Cal. We've said his name many times. He's my favorite commit of this class. Just got great closing speed, great uh, tackling form, everything that you need to be a solid defensive back. Definitely plays it with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, I like like that about him. He's a bit small, but he'll do just fine. they, They feed him a lot of good food there. Yeah. Uh, Rusty Becker, uh, junior college transfer from Maple Grove, Minnesota. Um, he went to Minnesota State Community and Technical College. Uh, a D lineman, six four. I, this this is one of those uh, like uh, Devonte Wilson gets. Um, just one of those guys who are just strong, agile, and he can pretty much play anywhere across the line. Yeah, um, I hope he's better than the film I saw of him because the technique looked good, but he didn't look as explosive as I'd hope. Yeah. But. But I mean, who knows? I mean, any of these, any of these JC gets, um, a they're more mature. Yeah, and there, there's not a lot of upside. But then again, it's just guys who are experienced and just can get the job yeah. done. Maybe so. It'll be like a Craigan situation where he isn't quite up to par the first year, but then he comes back with vengeance and murders everyone. Pretty much. Yeah. And then gets called to the NFL Combine. Yeah, he did well in the um, whatever <coughs> game they had the, the NFL Bowl. PA game. Yeah. All right, next one. Cameron Bynum, a defensive back from Corona. The Centennial High School pipeline continues. Dear Lord. And we're he's a bigger cornerback at 6'1", so that's a good sign. He's just quick as any of the other ones. And I don't know. I haven't seen his film recently, but I think he's a solid pickup. Yep. Uh, next one, Derek Clark, running back from San Diego, California, Mission Bay High School. Um, this kid is going to be... A stud. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I'll say this generally about all the running backs we took in this class, which is technically three, um, but only one, only two will actually play running back. But yeah, this guy looks like a looks like a new uh, Javid in the making. Oh. The, just the way he runs, it, he kind of does it. He kind of can make something out of nothing. Um, and is very explosive to the hole from what I've seen and is a very good pass catcher. So, oh. Well, that'll um, be good. We'll be running quite a few swings out of the backfield. Yeah. Uh, and that's it for, yeah, for me, that's it for Derek Clark. Okay, and I'll go to Jake Curran at uh, Larkspur, California, my alma mater, Redwood High School. 
He's six seven three twenty. Yeah, if you watch this guy's film, I I was talking about I was at the dentist this morning over back in Marin, and I was talking about hey we got this kid from my dentist is a Calgrad, okay. luckily enough, and uh, we got this kid from Redwood who's six seven and three twenty, and you watch his film and he's next to all the other linemen who are made six foot two twenty. <laughs> Believe me, I I played on. I mean, I played tight end at six two one ninety, so you can imagine the size difference there. And just seeing him kind of bowl over kids like he's Michael Orr in The Blind Side. <laughs> <laughs> he's a just big. He'll be playing against people who are bigger, obviously, but I yep. think he can hold up if they decided that he was worth a scholarship. And he's a smart kid, good kid. He came in mid-year. Yep. So I like that about him. So see him <clears throat> compete in the future. When uh, Josh Drayden, defensive back out of DeSoto, DeSoto, Texas, Bishop Dunn High School. Um, I have not seen tape on him, but this kid uh, was a pretty early commit. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking, I, I mean, you look at our defensive back situation right now. We need all the help we can get. Yep. I'll and, take whatever. Yeah. And uh, but from the looks of it, I mean, a lot of people were high on him. Uh, they really liked him. Uh, the the little tape that Sonny did on CalBears.com, he really liked him too. So. <laughs> If Sonny liked him, I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's kind of what we're going for here. <laughs> yeah, I highly doubt they would offer someone that the coaching staff didn't like. So, yeah. the next. And then next is Jordan Duncan, Woo! probably the best player out of the class, wide receiver from Brett Favre's backyard in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Uh, just solid, speedy kid, catch anything. I I don't really know what to say about him except that he's really freaking good he's just all he's an all-around wide receiver yeah. like six two he's not like the oversized oversized guy but he's not the short you know speedster slot yeah. guy either it's just he's he can play anywhere yeah he can do anything probably so <clears throat> oh and i get the honors of the next guy too zion eccles running back uh from glendora california charter oak high he school decommit but he recommitted on signing day so we're yeah. very happy about that one yeah i mean he decommitted just because of all the sunny rumors um of, of potentially leaving and so on and so forth but um he was maybe flirted with washington state for a little bit but he decided to come back and this kid paired with Derek Clark might be the second coming of Best in Vereen. Yeah, that would be cool. I, I can't see this happening any other way. Granted, I don't think they'll start their freshman year. Um, I could see Eccles playing in their return game, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I could see one of them or maybe both of them maybe even redshirting this freshman year and just getting bulked up a little bit um, and just going through the strength and conditioning because – Eccles is 5'10", 175. Derek Clark is 5'10", 195. So Clark may be a little bit more of a better build. Um, but Eccles right now still a little thin on uh, on the thin side. Uh, but their home the home run ability, the ability to just score. Yeah. Just just all just purely it's nice, score. It's nice having got we haven't had the great kind of return guys that we have in the past. Yeah. Say I mean Trevor Davis was good for those two against Washington State. But we haven't really had a consistent threat since, I want to say, Javid Best or Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Which, granted, hard names to live up to. Oh, but. yes. I mean, Bigelow um, for a little while, but... Yeah, Harper for a bit, too. Yeah. Harper was pretty decent, I mean, early on. Um, but All right, yeah. then I get the pleasure of uh, saying Nigel Edmonds. <laughs> Another defensive back. We got six of them, I think. Yeah. Finn. Finn. He out of Smyrna, Georgia. Good place from what I've heard, I think. I don't know. 
Never been there. <laughs> but if Stanford wanted him and we got it, got him, or if they wanted him for a little while and he didn't get in because their academics are all weird, then I'm perfectly good with that. He's good frame for a corner, six foot, one ninety five. That's pretty much all you could want, really. Yeah. Um, I got the next another defensive back, uh, Marlo Sean Franklin, uh, defensive back, uh, junior college transfer from Detroit, Michigan, Mesa Community College. Um, this is, I think, one of those uh, Darius White type deals. Yeah. Um, you get a guy in. Um, he's kind of because you took so many defensive backs last year and this year. You need some of the upperclassmen, junior transfer guys to come in and kind of be that bridge. Yeah. Uh, between them developing and then you not losing anything in between. Much like having just the two Dariuses this year. Exactly. Allensworth stepped up big time. Yeah, and Allensworth will play. I think he he definitely has locked down the other corner yeah. spot. But Marlachan could come in, may not be the starter, but could play significant snaps um, behind whoever becomes the other DB. Could be Nigel Edmonds. Nid- who knows? He could play in the nickel, too. He could. So. He could. But I think that nickel spot might be might be wrapped up by Cameron Walker. Yeah, I could see that being yeah. the case. Next up. Okay, now we have Logan Gamble, 6'6", wide receiver. Dear Lord. At 190, God, he's going to need to get him the training <laughs> yeah. table. But just big kid. It's, again, watching his film, he's a big target. It's like him and... I I play on the outside probably, too, or inside. He's yeah, I mean... Both. The the bigger comparison that most people give is Austin Aaron from last last yeah. class, um, just because same figure, figure size, yeah. that type, white um. guys. <laughs> no offense. No offense. Yeah, but Seal Beach, I have no clue where that is. Nope. But he's he's solid. There's again, we have a lot of receivers coming in this year, and they're all really good players. So be excited for him. Yeah. Uh, the next up, ooh, I get the honor of this one. Uh, Max Gilliam, quarterback yeah. out of Thousand Oaks, California, Thousand Oaks High School, uh, 6'2", 205. Uh, he's, he's a dual-threat quarterback. I think he was rated the top 15 in the state of California as a dual-threat quarterback. Um, Runs like a gazelle. He does. Uh, he, I saw his tape, and I was just, the, the reason I was more impressed was how he never loses composure with his shoulders and how he throws, even yeah. when he's on the run. His shoulders are always set. Um, they're never, like, you know, flailing as a lot of guys do when they're yeah. dual threat running back. Um, and the the thing that caught my eye the, the most was every time he scrambles and he decides to throw, he always does that little hop step where you kind of jump up and then as you set your feet, he steps into it and just bangs the throw. Yeah. That's a good habit to have, that's that some, you're setting that's your feet. That's good some foot, good footwork. Yeah. It's a little like a read step when you're playing linebacker. Yeah. So you can take a step and just be ready to go whichever direction that you're going to go. Yeah. Same fundamentals there. So yeah, so solid. if he can do that, and then we it, we instill in him the whole happy feet deal, mm-hmm. he's going to be amazing from the looks of it. Yeah, and I, he has a chance to play this year. He has a chance to be the starting quarterback. Yeah, That's, he, could, he could be the next golf, except could, better. In our system. Yeah, yeah. With more feet. Yeah. All right. Then I get uh, Cameron Good. Is he's, it good or goody? I always said goody. I believe goody. he's good. Is it good? He, he's good. I have no clue. <laughs> they don't give you pronunciation guides until the season starts. He's at a Klein Collins High School. I don't think anyone else has been from that one, but no. just a hard-hitting kid. He's going to have to bulk up a little bit. He's at 200 right now. 
may get him up to 215, 220 to start. He's and, a he's a high risk, high reward guy. Yeah, and I mean he's he was a two star guy, right? Yeah. Then I think he could be something real good as long as they take their time, bulk him up, you know, do it do whatever he has to do you have to do because his tape looks very good. Yeah. Uh next up for me, another one from Centennial High School. It continues. Daniel Juarez, uh, O-line, 6'6", 305. Um, that's, um, I mean, <laughs> that's a- two years from now, two years from now, depending on how Kurt, where Kerhan goes, um, mm-hmm. you can have both tackles at around 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, around 315-ish, 320-ish on both. You're pretty set. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. I just, at least size-wise, you're set at, at those, the, to, to guard any defensive end in any I know the technique's going to need work for Curran, but uh, yeah. with uh, Juarez, it actually, he looks pretty good right now. So Yeah, he could actually step in and just be a part of the two deep, in my opinion, right away, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next for you. Is uh, Drew Kobayashi from Honolulu, Hawaii, St. Louis uh, High School. Mahalo. Yes, mahalo to you, Drew. You made a good choice. And big 6'3 wide receiver, he's pretty speedy from what i remember too. he's he's a speedster i don't okay. i wouldn't be surprised if he somehow got on to playing the kick return game yeah so having another guy like that jesus the yeah. it's a pretty full treasure chest we got now at the <laughs> wide receiver spot yep. so and yep. rob will give you another one right oh, after this yes wide receiver matt laris from renton washington um 6 4 he's one of the bigger sized wow. wide receivers um but this is this is the guy I have a star at uh, for wide receiver. I think he can be that 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 all around threat where you place him anywhere on the field and the defense always has to know where he is at all times. Just because he's he's six four, so he can pretty much out catch any defensive back you kind of yeah. put on him. And so there aren't too many defensive backs ex- over six two or so. Exactly, but you can you can put him over the middle. And he could still probably catch and hold on to the catches through linebackers at that size, which will most likely be the case in, in certain you know at certain points depending on which teams you play. So yeah, he's yeah. one of those guys that I I have a little star at to see how he develops over the next few years. Okay, that would be good. And I have Tevin Paul. There you go. Six five two seventy defensive lineman, Austin, Texas, Lake Travis High School. Just big kid. If I'm remembering his tape correctly, he's got good hands in getting through. Just the gets that initial hit through and can get slap, his head slap, slap. through. Yeah. Not the Deacon Jones head slap because that's been outlawed. <laughs> you know, side note, tangent on that. You know, back in the day when they allowed the head slap, yeah. was the thing to do to counter that was to loosen the screws in your face mask. So when they try and go for that, you get screw right to the palm, and it kind of stabs oh. them. Oh, oh! I did not know that. You learn a lot of things from watching <laughs> these old NFL films. Things. Oh, um, all right. I'll, I'll Paul be solid player. He'll need a little bit of time, but he'll be solid too. Yeah, this defensive line class from this class looks like they could be amazing in like they'll a year. They'll be good or two. down the road. Yeah, but not immediately. Yeah. Sadly, uh, where we need some help. Yeah, I get a fun one. Uh, Melkis Stovall, uh, wide receiver slash running back um, out of Lancaster High School or Lancaster, California, Paraclete High School. 
He is the most touted out of all our recruits. Yeah. Uh, he, he is, is the hi- most highest ranked out of all our recruits. Um, a former USC commit um, and decommitted, and then he committed to us. I Take that, Utah. Yeah. Um, so he is a all-purpose back. He is rated as one of the best all-purpose backs in the country. But for us, he is playing slot, and he's more than happy to play slot um, because we lost a guy like Bryce Treggs. Yeah, and he'll, um, he'll be in the return game too, I yeah. expect. Made some stuff out of the backfield. The thing about having all the threats is just you can put him anywhere. Yeah. And so they great. so they've talked about this and they talked about how Malquis Stovall is the is the slot receiver that you'll sometimes see in the backfield. Zion Eccles is the all-purpose back you'll sometimes see in the slot. Yeah. So I think I think that's just how they're going to play it. It's just that makes you're sense. you're not going to know who's going to be where in terms of personnel. Um so but this guy, this kid um athletically is superb. Yeah. He's absolutely amazing. He has I mean, he's here on campus already. Um, and he's going to play in spring ball. So he has a great shot at making um, the active roster. He'll, uh, he'll be on that. Day. I don't I don't think there's going to be an issue with that. He'll be on that active roster, no problem. I think he might even start at slot receiver. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone else that he's he's just too good. I don't yeah. think you can't waste his talent. I don't think you can keep him off the field yeah. if he just comes in and wins it. Yeah. Um, but, oh. His, his just watching his tape. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure you've seen it too. His little Adidas thing that he did yeah. for the All American, his footwork, and then that backflip. <laughs> I made lots of words. This kid is just good. Uh, the next one for you. All right, we have a uh, Chinedu Odiogu. Odiogu. I. <laughs> We're sorry, Chinedu. We're really sorry. We just At don't know. It's not Chinedu Odiogu or something <laughs> like that. His uh, his city is listed as Inverness, Illinois, but I'm pretty sure he's from somewhere in Maryland. Yeah, because he's it says Georgetown Prep. Yeah, but again, one a more developmental type of guy, six five two fifty five. He'll put on some weight as he goes, and he. I know we were fighting off some last minute um, recruiting from yeah. I believe Iowa State and others of that nature. So we got him. He'll. He's going to need time, but I could see him doing some big things down the road. Yeah. So I can't um, say that I know too much about him, though. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of recruits, and we probably haven't seen the tape on all of them. But from what, I, what we're just talking about what we've seen. Seen about me yeah. half to three quarters. All right, for me, uh, Jordan Vesey, wide receiver, uh, uh, junior college transfer from Gadsden, Alabama, Golden West College. Wow. Um, 6'3", 215. He's... He'll he's, step in and play right away. I think so too. I think he's he comes in right away, plays that Kenny Lawler type of that's the that's the role he'll play in the offense. I'm yeah. not saying he's gonna be like Kenny Lawler, but maybe Maurice Harris. Maybe more yeah, maybe Maurice Harris as well. But he'll he'll play that big receiver role. We'll play him in the bubble screens, we'll play him on the fades, just let him in, just let him make a play. Um and being let him junior, go, let him go. Don't hold him back anymore. Yeah, being a junior college transfer, too, I'm pretty sure he's played against his fair share of pretty decent guys. Um, he's experienced his body's a little more mature, so I think he'll play right away. Let's just hope he's better than Varan Tucker. <laughs> Next I have is uh, Victor Viramonis. Woohoo! He uh, committed on signing day. He was originally a Michigan commit, but then Harbaugh slept at some other kid's house, and he felt left out, so he came to us. And he's 6'1", 240 from Norco. I think that's in Northern California. <laughs> I don't know. He He's good. He's the kind of dual threat quarterback that you want. Just bigger guy. 
when you see the trend of bigger guys coming to the NFL, like Cam Newton, Ben Roethlisberger, just those type of guys who pass rushers bounce off of, essentially, and Virmanis could be someone like that. Yeah. Granted, he's not at that size. No. I mean, weight-wise, yes. Height-wise, no. No. Yeah. But But, he'll be built like a cannonball when it matters. Yeah. I mean, he can be our version of Debo, in my opinion. That's just, I think, the best comparison we can make. Sweet. I'll tell him to get rid of the born-again literature, though. Yeah. No, he's not born again. No. Because you have to do something else to... He got it right the first time, as some might say. (laughs) Uh, the next for me, uh, junior college transfer, Dwayne Wallace, offensive lineman, 6'5", 340. Um, the first thing of note for Dwayne Wallace, he really wants to be here. Yeah. This is this is where he wanted to come. This is what where he wanted to continue playing football. Um, so that I'm really excited about. Um, Hats off to him. Yeah. And But this guy is an absolute just physical specimen. I, 6'5", 340, like... Good God, I, I, I'm just—that's a large human being. Think, I'm, just look at it this way: you have you have him maybe filling in for where Rigsby left off, and then you have Simisi come in, who's not going on his LDS mission, which means he'll be here to play this this year. Yeah, and you put him in the other guard spot. Uh, I don't think any interior defensive lineman is getting through that. No, no. <laughs> Wait. What? Was Rixby playing center this year? No, he was playing right guard. Granado. Uh, oh, yeah. No, wait. They switched him. Yeah. So, yeah. No, Rixby was playing right guard. Granado yeah, was playing, playing center, center, right? Yeah, okay. Because Rixby did the tap. Okay. Yeah, no. They've been doing that tap ever yeah. since they got here. With, yeah. Uh, oh, what's the name? Crossweight. Yeah. Did a few times, too. Yeah. So, you put those two guards in, you're... It's, yeah. That's a pretty big... Iron wall. You're yeah, starting you're to build. Pretty good. Yeah, and that's not even. Or wait, Cochran's going to play left tackle. So. Exactly. Okay, he had played guard for a couple of years, and it confused me a bit. But yeah, but he's he's Cochran is locked in that left tackle. Yeah, spot, he got a lot better yeah. as the season went on. So and he's he's a absolute physical monster as well. Yeah, he's six eight. So. <laughs> I think like three thirty now. He can literally push guys like just down onto the ground. That's 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 his move. He doesn't even do anything else. Next for you. Oh, you get a nice one. Uh, yes, I do. Evan Weaver, defensive lineman, 6'3". He's not 24 pounds, as is written on the page. I'm <laughs> going to chalk that up to just mistakes in writing out all of these. Yeah, 240. And forgetting it. <laughs> zero. He was the state player of the year in the state of Washington. He's from Spokane, from Gonzaga Prep. He's not going to Gonzaga, obviously, because they don't have a football program. And just solid kid, good motor, everything that you like to see in a defensive lineman. He, he flirted with Oregon at the very end just because uh, Brady Hokey uh, offered him towards yeah. the end. Uh, but. but much like Chris Christie's presidential campaign, he couldn't get there. So <laughs> There's a running joke that Chris Christie and Brady Hoke are the same person for anyone wondering why. Because they look pretty much alike. They do. They do. Um so. One little thing of note for Evan Weaver on his uh, scout little um, like intro self introduction video, mm-hmm. he said he calls his game most similar to a profe- like an NFL pro would be JJ Watt. Okay, then walking through doors for pizza <laughs> is or walls. Do we get free pizza at Memorial now? Uh, is that, will that, no, will that be a probably thing? not. Yeah. But we'll try. 
I mean, don't they give out extreme pizza every once in a while? They like, do. if you stay to the fourth quarter, we'll give you pizza. <laughs> they gave out, like, burritos through Spoon Rocket uh, a few games last year. Oh, that's nice. They were really soggy. Yeah. But it, yeah. Was, it was still good at, like, you know, in the blazing heat. Yeah, we have our good, uh, pre. I mean, we do our CGP pregame stuff. We get so. good food there, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm stuffed by the time I get to the <laughs> stadium, so. Uh, next. Tacos. Oh, yeah, very good tacos. Uh, next for me, General Williams, o- offensive lineman uh, from Florence, Mississippi. Worst name. <laughs> An O-lineman named Gentle Williams. Yeah. Uh, six He's four, anything but. 6'4", 280. Um, I think he was one of the project guys they took. They, I think they saw um, just something in him that they could probably develop and use in the long run. Um, I don't think he plays right away. Maybe no. – uh, He'll redshirt this year, maybe starting to get in the rotate or into like the three deep next year, and then we'll probably be a two deep guy uh, his junior year or senior year. So yeah, and just someone who can get there. It's just going to take time. Yeah. So and then lastly, we have Chris Yahi, defensive lineman from Santa Ana, six five two seventy. Again, I think he's more of a project guy, but I don't know. You could see this guy playing soon enough he has the right frame and they like rotating the defensive lineman there i mean you look at you look at just the size they brought in on the line chris yagi six five two seventy rusty baker six four two sixty five uh chinedo udego six five two fifty five tevin paul six five two seventy um evan weaver six three two forty it's like they have a type (laughs) but just that size alone that's some big dudes (laughs) really big dudes it's gonna. That's gonna. Um, if as long as they can just put some pressure on the opposing offensive line, that offensive line is gonna get real tired real quickly. Yeah. Um, so and, like throwing a few kicks to the nads, the offensive <laughs> line, and win every game. Because if you've the thing about the Super Bowl this weekend was that was won completely by defensive line play, and. Yep. Von Miller was excellent as usual, but one thing that I noticed was that they were just pushing in the center of the line, and that's that's probably a bigger part in contributing to a bunch of sacks because you have a quarterback who can't step up in the pocket, get his feet set, and make his throws. Yeah, I mean, and he's a running quarterback too, so if you collapse the edges, he has no place to run. Yeah, it's and just... if you collapse the middle, he has even less. Exactly, and that's basically what they did. Yeah, they killed him. <laughs> I the uh, just as a side note, I, I tweeted this out was the Panthers the Panthers lost because they had no answer for Demarcus Ware and Von Miller. Yeah, they just they had no adjustment to make. They didn't know what adjustment. Yeah, adjustment and to they make. didn't have a Khalil Mack on their side exactly. to murder the Broncos. Yeah, Luke Keekley was sh- should have been that role. He tried, but Jared Allen should have been that role, but he's not. He was not a hundred percent. No, but. Also, CJ played really well on Keekley. Oh, he did. He annihilated him on a couple of those runs. <laughs> yeah, and he blocked well. Yeah. Of course. That's the Coach Gould running yeah. back staple. You block well or you die. Yeah. But we'll, we will move on from recruiting to a guy who's going to be a good recruiter for us, our new offensive coordinator. Woohoo! Jake Spavital. Spavital? Spavital. Spa Vital. Every Spa time. Spa treatment. <laughs> Every time I type this in, uh, his name, my computer autocorrects it to spa and vital. Like, it, it just separates the... That's, <laughs> we don't need autocorrect on computers. We just need spell check. Exactly. It's fine with please, that. Please, please. I'll take it for text. Yes. 
But even like, text sometimes it just throws you off. Yeah, when it converts <laughs> asshole to ads hole. Um, but I mean, this guy doesn't have any direct relationship to to Sunny. They've never. I don't think they've ever coached before. Just air raid relationship, really. And yeah, it's all kind of. There's probably like some brothers, sisters, nephews, uncles, former roommate type deal. Yeah, yeah. Former graduate assistant roommate coach. That yeah, because you know, I think he knows. I think Sonny and Holgerson were yeah, uh, together at one thing. point. And yeah. Holgerson brought it with him to uh, West Oklahoma Virginia. State and West Virginia, respectively. Yeah. Um, so he worked with a couple of good quarterbacks like uh, Whedon, Smith. Whedon when he was there. Yep. Um, guys like that. And yeah, I mean, he we're just with Johnny Football a bit. I mean, we have the numbers here. Uh, he was so he started off as big. His first big one was being a quarterbacks coach at West Virginia. He turned Geno Smith into a Heisman contender. Um, Smith completed 71.8% of his passes for 4,198 yards, 42 touchdowns, and six interceptions. Yeah, that's a good year. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, all this uh, is from Cal Rivals. Uh, Mark did an amazing job bringing down some numbers uh, for its battle, and we have decided to take that and talk about it. So all props to Mark at, at Rivals. Yeah, there's uh, a... Think he coached Johnny football, and he. Of course, we all know how that went. Yeah, now we know, and may Johnny go to prison soon. But they played extraordinarily well. He's loved by his quarterbacks. The ones that transferred out of there said basically he wasn't the problem at all. Yeah, so basically they're saying he was scapegoated, and it was yeah. Sumlin's problem. Yeah, um, which. Who knows. I mean, look at this. Uh, he was the as the, as the OC at A and M, right? He mm-hmm. in 2013 he averaged 44.2 points. In 2014, averaged 35.2, and in 2015, 27.8. Granted, that's a decline, mm-hmm. but you also have to look at he had Johnny Manziel the first two years. I think it was just oh no no in uh, just in 2013 yeah just in 2013, but in 2014 2015. Um, he had uh, Kenny Hill, who was a very mercurial guy. Yeah. Um, and then in 2015, they kept flipping quarterbacks between, between Kyler Murray and Kyle Allen, like just yeah. back and forth. And that, someone just couldn't decide who he wanted to play. No, and then the running game wasn't quite as good no. every year either. No. Uh, so you have to kind of take that into into just what you're looking at with these numbers here. But other than that, I mean... He got, he got, uh, did he get Kenny Hill? I think he did get yeah, Kenny Hill. Yeah, no, he got. He got Kenny Hill, he got Kyler Murray, he got, or, or Kyle Allen, and then he got Kyler no, Murray. he just got, uh, Kyle Allen, Christian Kirk. Oh, Christian Kirk. That's Kyler great. Murray, and, uh, he was recruiting Tate Martell. Who is technically committed to A&M if I don't, But if that's I a correctly. 2017 commit, so yeah. anything can happen. Any, yeah. Um, but Kyle Allen, the number one pro-style quarterback in 20, 2014. Christian Kirk, the number three overall receiver in 2015. Kyler Murray, the number five dual-threat quarterback in 2015. And Tate Martell, who's currently committed to a and at number the number one dual-threat quarterback in 2017. I'd say he's a pretty good recruiter. Yeah. And I think he'll have enough people around him to help say, hey, this is what we should do on offense and so on and so forth. That he doesn't have to carry the complete load of everything and just throw wide receiver screens, which is what A&M 
fans felt he did too often and he didn't use the middle of the field too well. Yeah. But I think that can be corrected because we have guys who can go over the middle of the field and we have a running game. Yeah, that can work pound well. the middle as well. Yeah, with Vic and Trey mm-hmm. and Calfani yep. and whoever else. And Zion and Derek. Derek Clark and, and Melkis. Um, All those guys. I think he's a good hire. Just another guy who can help, which is always good to see. So, so Mark writes here. All right, I just want to pose this question as a last. All right, okay. this is he says it's a hot, it's an upside and risk. Okay, about this yeah. is so. What do you think about this? If he does really well, right? If he does amazing, he'll. I think he, Mark writes here will probably leave within like two to three years. If yeah. he if he he's got a two year program. deal. Yeah, he'll explode this place and then he'll leave the he'll leave a full cupboard and the program will be in a very quote unquote. And that the program will be in a good place if he's tabbed for either a head coaching gig or a higher profile OC opportunity after that span. There's a flip side to that coin, though. Should Spavadol fail to succeed by either building upon or meeting the productivity of the offense that Tony Franklin had built the last two seasons, mm-hmm. um, it may mean more than just him leaving Cal. Yeah. So I think this is a... In terms of a gamble, in terms of like just football and just the outcome yeah. it's a big gamble for Sonny because I think if because if Spavril doesn't work out what's to say that Dykes won't be here in two years as well so what do you think about that well if if Dykes isn't going to be here in two years then there's probably a good reason for that mm-hmm. which will do be due to failings on more than just the offense but I think this is a good move. I think we're pretty well set up for the future right now with all the guys that we're getting. But we'll see. It still remains to be seen. A lot of air raid type teams do very well in their fourth year with the system in place yeah. and the coaching staff, which we have now. So we'll see how we do this year. And if it's a complete train wreck, then hell, we'll jump on a different bandwagon. Time to move on. Um... As far as coaches, not. I'm off the cow bandwagon. Yeah. We're, yeah. I'm kind of tied to that for life. Yeah, pretty much. I'm strapped down with duct tape. It's we're, like the electric chair. Well, we're by doing this podcast, we are, uh, we also are yeah. pro- proclaiming to anyone To be who fair, listens. we could end it at any time. But <laughs> this is true. We could change it into like the, uh, I don't know, Winnipeg Jets podcast or something. <laughs> we, can be, we can become like an SEC podcast, yeah. also like the Ole Miss podcast. No, for, we could just be the, we could just we don't even have to support a team. We could just become the anti-SEC podcast. <laughs> oh. Blow your tide out of your ass. <laughs> Nick Saban got two fingers for you. <laughs> okay, I'm done. All right. Um but uh, the the news I don't think has been officially announced. I believe it was made official earlier. Okay, today. earlier today. If that's the case, that means so as a little side note he is now able to talk to recruits. Yes. I think up till now, I think the line was he can only call them. He can't make, he can't really. He can call them on his cell phone. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. He couldn't really make visits or like, you know, do anything more than that. But now if it is official, hello, uh, Demetrius Robertson, still out there. Yeah. Um, you got any space on your floor for old Spaffy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you imagine if, if he, if, if Spavital pulled that, yeah. Recruit, and then that's how he started off his Cal career. He'd he w- get some goodwill. <laughs> he wouldn't have to pay for a drink for a while. 
I just just imagine just just the hype that he would just bring. Granted, that would set his bar high yeah. for the next two years. But at the same time, if he could do that over a span of like two weeks, good God. Hope is a dangerous thing. Hope but it would be nice. <laughs> but I mean, I can only imagine with him and Jacob Peeler recruiting. This is this is this this is gonna be. Uh, granted, it might not work out as we all hope, but at mm-hmm. the very least, it'll be fun. Yeah. At the very least, the names that we'll be connected with will be fun, yeah. in my opinion. Why not Cal? That's all we have to say. Yeah. I mean, as long as we have a foot in the door, we still have a chance, right? Yeah. But now we must move on to basketball because we've spent about, I don't know. A lot of time on football. More than a half hour talking about football. Should we should we start with the sad news? Yeah, let's start with the sad because I really don't know what to say about any of it. Yeah. Uh, so the sad news. Um, Cal played uh, Stanford uh, in women's basketball uh, in Berkeley on the 5th of February. Uh, Stanford wins 60-55. to 55. This was a closer one than their first matchup earlier in the week. This was. And this was a, this is, the schedule was set up real weird. I mean, they played each other back-to-back like in a one-week span. Yeah. Um, but okay, they were undone by a four-point third quarter. Yeah. They went one of ten from the field. That, I mean, you can't do that. You can't. And, you know, Panina Davidson, one of seven. Courtney Range, eight of 21. Michaela Cowling, three of nine. Christina Ningway, two of six. Eight of eight from the free throw line. Yeah. Um, Asha Thomas, one of four. Uh, Ma'an Mosley, one of three. Gabby Green, two of seven. Yeah, that's not a recipe to win. And that's a 31.6% shooting percentage. Oh. It's just low. I don't know what the deal is with them, but I I just I think it's a personnel thing. They just don't have enough bodies. They played seven people yeah. against uh, Stanford, who played ten. <laughs> just the rotation factor in itself. Just they're not tired. Yeah. Um, so, I. Um, but I think it's not much they can do at this yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're what uh, two and ten Pac-12 play. So. Jeez. Oh, oh, that is not fun. Yeah. But we can take talk about more fun things with the men's team. Woo! Yeah. That's loud. Oh, yeah. That was really loud. I am very, very sorry. I did not expect that to be that loud. Okay. Um, but this was fun. Yeah. <laughs> this was... I enjoyed this game thoroughly. <laughs> so um, it, it took a while to figure out which Allen was which. <laughs> that so is true. I, I called him tall, medium, and short Allen, <laughs> which works. So. Um. All right. Uh, There's three Allens. Cal played Stanford uh, on the 6th of February um, in Berkeley. Uh, this was the return matchup of that earlier matchup in the season. That was that was not fun. No. This one was. California went 76 to 61. And it would have been a bigger margin of victory if we hadn't put on the walk-ons. Yeah. And the walk-ons could make their damn free throws. California uh, led at halftime 41 to 25. Yeah. That was, it was good just to see everyone get going. Rooks, in particular, had the game of his life, I thought. 12 rebounds, 11 points on yeah. 4 or 5 shooting. Yeah, it just got those tip-ins, the little hook shot. I think he got a dunk at one point that Jalen set him up for. Yep, yep. That was unexpected. I yeah. did not think he was going to get up enough to get that dunk, yeah. but he did. I mean, he, he doesn't need to go too far. That is true. <laughs> he's kind of lost about 60 pounds or so, yeah. or 50 in the last year. Yeah. And that that's like a... Small toddler, or at least like a fifth grader or something, or third grade. He lost kindergartner. He lost a kid. That's basically it's, it's, it's yeah, just, and not and not in the bad way. Not either. a bad way. It's yeah. the good way. 
Is didn't, there a good way to spin? Did that? not miscarry. That's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean Jordan Matthews five and nine, four of six from three. Um, Domingo one of one. Um, he made a three. Uh, Mute made a three. Corner three. Yeah, I, I like the game that Mute played. He just played really good defense on Roscoe Allen. Yeah. Who is uh, Stanford's leading scorer? And he made the shot when it mattered. That yeah. three just to space the defense. And I said this during the game, but he's slowly turned. He's showing flashes of what made his brother great at UCLA. Yeah, he had a huge rebound at one point too. Yeah. Right? he just went out. He, got, he like jumped from the three point line and then grabbed it, and he was like in the middle of the paint. Yeah, was, I I watched the highlight of that, and Bill Walton was like, "Oh, the." Uh, <laughs> Um, God, there's a, there's a, I think it's from the 2004, like, Olympic team, which wasn't great, but they had a practice game where they were down, like, Germany had made a shot to break a tie or something, and then I think Iverson hit half quarter or something, and hear a Bill Walton sound that sounds like he's orgasming on live <laughs> television. It sounded a little like that. Oh, but I mean, this was... This was pretty much, I mean, some of the other stats. Uh, Jabari Bird, 5 of 8 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3. Uh, Ivan, 2 of 2, 6 of 10 from the free throw line, ended with 10 points and 8 rebounds. Uh, Jalen Brown, 4 of 12, eh, not yeah. great. Uh, 8 of 12 from the free throw line, uh, 16 points and 3 rebounds. Yeah, uh, Sam Sanger with 9 assists. Solid. Yeah. Solid. Need to work on the turnovers, but they played really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, we committed 16 turnovers uh, compared to Stanford's six. Um, so, but at least the free throw disparity wasn't as large as I expected no. it to be. Yeah, they it's shot 24, we, we shot 37. Um, it was a well called game. Like there were a few things that I thought the, the officials kind of missed, but mm-hmm. you know what? They played very well. I I like. I'd rather have them miss calls than them call every single foul. Yeah. And and that's what they did. They didn't call a lot of the big men when you know when they when they bumped into each other. There weren't a lot of those fouls called. Um, I do think they did miss some calls on both ends, not just for us, but also for Stanford as well. Um, they could have at least shot, I think, five more, five or six more free throws. Yeah, Rooks um, only had two fouls. Yeah, I mean, Rab had three. So yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, Kingsley had zero. Well, Kingsley didn't play that much. He played four so. minutes. Yeah. Um, With that, we will move on to talking about a little bit about the next two games, which are against the Oregon schools. Oh, boy. Thursday night, Cal plays uh, number 18 Oregon, I believe. Uh, Uh, They played Oregon on Saturday, but they play Oregon State on Thursday. Do they? No, I believe it's Oregon. Because we played Oregon first out of the other two. Yeah, but the the schedule said Oregon. Okay, um, let me uh, take a look at that here, but we can talk about uh, both of them. Yeah. Um, which which opponent are you more scared about? Uh, probably, I think we can beat Oregon. I'm not as sure about Oregon State. I think the big question for me is... Oh, we do get Oregon on Thursday. Is we can beat, we can beat Oregon if we can hold uh, Dorsey from shooting threes and Boucher from grabbing any rebound of any sort. Yeah, that, that Boucher, he killed us the first game. Yeah. And he's been on a tear recently too. Um, keep Brooks down like we were doing too. Yep. Yep. The issue with them is just, they play a little more positionless than anyone else. So we'll go small. We'll have Jalen and Ivan at the forward spots and Jalen can't be the only one doing stuff. That's the issue. Yeah. Also, uh, Dwayne Benjamin, um, Snoop Dogg, 
is like the second coming of Kazemi. Oh God. <laughs> Like the way he plays, right? Doesn't I mean I love the way Kazemi plays. Oh, he, I just yeah. hated it against us. Yeah. But that's that's pretty much what it is. He's 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 the hustle guy, just out of nowhere grabs uh, rebounds, grabs gets the putbacks and so on and so forth. So um I think we stopped those three guys. We're good. Yeah. I mean we're I think we're gonna stop Brooks regardless, just because the way we played against Arizona State and how we stopped Trey Holder, mm-hmm. that's basically what we're that's how we're gonna do. It's how and, we've done to most teams star players when yeah. they come to play us at uh, home. Yeah. The like, question is, can we stop the other guys? Yeah. Um and that's that's the big thing for us. Boucher is uh, the big one. Yeah. It's gonna be tough. Because he's more agile than our big men. Yeah. Um but the only guy that could guard him would be Ivan. Yeah, uh, personally. Evan or Jalen. Yeah. You got to put one of them on him. Yeah. Just say, do the best job of your life. I don't care yeah. about you scoring. Yeah. Just don't foul. Yeah. Just don't foul. Um, and then the Oregon State game. Got a lot of, got to stop Gary Payton the second. Yes. I don't, there's no other way to put it. The I, mitten, he's, just, he's just too which good. Which he hates being called. <laughs> he's good. Yeah. He's there's real good. Him and then they got a couple guys off the bench. They got a uh, Coach Tinkle's son. Yes. <laughs> just, you're cursed when you have a name like Tinkle, man. <laughs> he's he's good. His son's good. You know, they they have weapons. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It should be interesting. Yeah, we grabbed these two wins. Um, which I think we can. Which we think he can. That definitely helps our, I mean, our RPI is sitting at, what, I think 37. Yeah, we're, uh, we're in the middle of it. We just need to win, win a couple games on the road. Please. Mm-hmm. Just keep winning at home. <coughs> that next week, uh, I think we make the trip up to Washington. I believe. Yeah, which we can beat both those teams too. Yeah. So if that we just we just need uh, string a few wins together. That's basically yeah. what this team needs. Yeah. And then we'll talk a little bit here about baseball. Yeah. Uh, baseball is starting, starting soon. Soon uh, against a against a very good Duke team. Uh, Duke came here last uh, last year to start the season. So this year we're away. We are the team is going to Durham um, to start the season. So yeah, if you have the time, please make it out. It's it's fun, fun days. Um, yeah, we'll be at a couple of them. Yeah, at Evans Diamond. Um, my nice, fun there. Nice place to watch a game. Very very fun. Let's see, um, they're doing Duke is uh, Friday, February nineteenth, so a week from Friday. Yeah. And their first home game is at against San Francisco on Tuesday the twenty third at seven p.m. All right. So you can go to that one. They play USF, a game every year. And then they uh, open a three-game series that weekend against Purdue. That'll be fun, too. So night games on the Friday, Saturday, home a day game on the Sunday. Against then they play against Michigan on Monday, the, the 29th. So interesting games to see. They're very interesting. And on that note, uh, talking about baseball, uh, Chancellor Dirks came out today. Uh, with the notion of potentially cutting sports. Yeah, um, he did not mention any specific sport, and he also said that they are trying to work. Basically, he, he, he wrapped it by saying, we're trying our best not to cut any sport, but we probably will. That's ba- that's the gist I got from no what he said. no particular plans yet to do anything other than review revenue and expenses. Exactly. So if they're reviewing, they might make cuts. Um, so that's not to say that they will, but they, who knows, they might. Yeah. And uh, they've, there's been talk about, you know, people have been talking all over about you know, what potential sports might be cut if they do decide to cut sports uh, that don't have any revenue from them. And, you know, uh, I honestly don't know um, what you would cut. I mean, you can't cut any of the major sports just because 
basket, women's basketball, men's basketball, football. They fund each other. Exactly. Men's and women's fund each other. Yeah. And football is football. You're not going to cut football. If you cut football, you're not that's, in the Pac-12. Yeah, that's the only problem with uh, part of the reason why we we have the debt is paying off the stadium <coughs> renovations. Yeah. So, and that's our issue. There's been a lost state funding, obviously. Yeah, so. I mean, they tried to take away the baseball team a few years back, but we all know what happened there. Yeah, there's a big fundraising effort. Stu Gordon was instrumental in having it endowed yeah. and everything. And, and all the football uh, and all the baseball alumni, they chipped in too. Yeah, and they're doing so much better in baseball <coughs> right now. And they're, so. Yeah. I mean, they made, we went, we didn't get to Omaha, but we were in the College World Series last year. So um, I don't know. I don't know where we go from there, but. I really hope that they don't – I mean, a lot of the guys that come to this school for those sports, they love the sport. They love the school. Yeah. Baseball is a good thing to watch too, so I highly recommend going out and watching it. Definitely. And for the free hot dogs. We talked about this last time. Yeah. But Honestly, any of the sports out there, it's a good afternoon spend if you enjoy watching the sport. Yeah. So, like rugby. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. Personally, I haven't been to one, but – Women's volleyball is also fun. I wish we had well, a men's women's volleyball. Women's volleyball is fun for – I'm not even going to finish that <laughs> sentence to not indict myself. Yeah, I wish I wish we had men's volleyball because men vo- men's volleyball is very fun to watch. Yeah, too. we have a club team, but we, we do. do not yeah, have like an actual NCAA team. Yeah, so I have actually watched women's volleyball, like one of their exhibitions or something. They're good. Yeah, they're really good. Fun to watch. Yeah, they're not great in the Pac-12, but they're all right. No, they used to be. Yeah, they used to be really right good. when I started school, they played Penn State in the finals. Yeah, of the- yeah. Deal, but they've kind of fallen. Yeah, who knows? We'll they also have sand volleyball. So yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, yeah, we do. Coached by fellow Red Redwood alumnus Megan Schmidt. Wow, really? Yeah, Did I went to that. school with her little sister. Did not know that. She's much cooler than her sister. <laughs> um, do we have anything else to talk uh, about today? Not much. No one sent us any questions. No, no one. No did. one likes us. No one really does. No one. They just. Nobody likes <laughs> Nobody knows. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess we'll wrap up the show then. Um, is there anything? No. 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 I just reloaded it. Nope. No. Uh, just to end today, uh, for me personally, I just want to give a little shout out to one of my closest friends. Um, I grew up with him uh, all throughout elementary, middle, and high school. He just proposed to his girlfriend this oh. morning. Mazel tov. Um, so uh, congratulations Probably to... Probably not Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but congratulations to Mr. Matt Kearney. Uh, I, I think he's in Detroit or maybe he's in... He teaches basketball. Oh. So he makes frequent trips to Africa as well. Good um, times. So, uh, yeah, wherever you are, buddy. Um, I know we just talked on our Facebook group chat this morning, but... Congratulations. Yeah. Um, and Run the pick and roll. <laughs> Congratulations to you, man. Have uh, a lot of happiness. Good yeah. wedding, good honeymoon. Yeah. You know, all the fun stuff. All the fun stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to give a little quick shout out for that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, good man. Yeah, good good man. Um, you know, one more thing on his note is just this is this is based off just the Super Bowl talk. You know, I grew up overseas, so mm-hmm. we we didn't have we didn't have Super Bowl Sunday. It was on Monday for us. Yeah. So it's like Monday, in the yeah. middle of the day. Or something yeah. Like that, right? yeah. Uh, it started at eight a.m. Oh, that that sounds <laughs> fun. I mean, the whole school part's an issue, but yeah. you know. But um, so my buddy Matt, his parents were uh, teachers at our at our school. Mm-hmm. So all the teachers lived on campus. 
Um, and so what we would do is we would go to school, skip school, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then go to his house and we would stream the stream the Super Bowl off of uh, the American Forces Network. Oh. Um, and we would just stay at his house and basically all day watching watching the Super Bowl. So that's were those his are his parents my, complicit in this or his parents didn't care. His oh. parents were like, uh, it's, it's just one day. Like one it's, day. it's one day yeah. in the year. Like it's not, a, it's not that big. I a think deal. that's a good enough reason. Yeah. Like taking your kids to opening day. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one day. Like yeah. uh, what, what like if he had a midterm or something on that day, that's a different issue. Yeah. Right. But if it's just a normal school day where you have nothing to do, then mm-hmm. just turn in your homework and then just kind of call in sick or whatnot. Yeah. Well, you know, mm-hmm. not a big deal. Um, so Woke up puking, you know, <laughs> Exactly. So those are my fondest memories of the Super Bowl with with my buddy Matt and everything. So good way to uh, go. Yeah. So there's your shout out, Matt. I okay. promise you a shout out. There it is. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. Uh, so yeah, that pretty much wraps up our show. Yeah. Um, I don't think we have anything else to talk about. Mm-hmm. Next week we'll probably start talking about a little bit of maybe March Madness stuff. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, Hopefully, if we do well this weekend, yeah, this, yeah. yeah, we probably won't be at our location right now at uh, what I've liked to call Stately Trace Manor. So, which yeah, which by the way, there's there is a uh, butler named uh, Alfred waiting outside for us. Yeah, too, so. seriously, yeah. Got a mm-hmm. chauffeur and everything here. <laughs> it's magical. Still no top dog. Still, <laughs> well, we're working on that. Still no top dog. Um, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Eventually. It's only like three BART stops away. Eventually. So. Um, but yeah, that wraps it up for us. You know where to get at us. Uh, CGBBearCast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Our Twitter handles. Um, and also at CaliforniaGoldenBlocks.com. Yeah. Remember, my name is Trace, people, not Travis. <laughs> we had a review of our podcast. It was given five stars by a guy who went by the tag of Brennan Scarlet, which is not the real Brennan Scarlet. but It was a good line. Yeah. If... If they got my name wrong, <laughs> it's on the damn page. Are you freaking kidding me? Under artists, it says under artists, it says Robert Hogg and Trace Travers. And the guy writes Travis Travis's Travis dry humor, which I'll admit I do have dry humor. But my name is Trace. Uh, God damn it. I'm going to find you. Bread and Scarlet. Oh, uh, uh. Uh, I have a feel. I I would have thought a friend of mine did that, but they wouldn't have gotten my name wrong. So. <laughs> I I don't know uh, if yeah. if it was you, if it was you who said it. Can you please email us just because just because we want to know who you are? Yeah, like, not because we want to hunt you down or anything. We just genuinely. I want to, to <laughs> but that's beside. This reminds me of a uh, freshman year. They had comment cards that you could fill out in the uh, dining hall commons yes, areas. Yes. Yes. So a friend of mine filled one out as Keenan Allen <laughs> said he wanted the Honey Nut Cheerios to come back. And lo and behold, a week later. No way. Yeah. Wow. I, I mean, I I signed mine huge entry and got Lucky Charms back because <laughs> okay. they had ran out. But <laughs> it was mostly a restocking thing. But <laughs> it worked. And the comment cards were on display for a while. <laughs> Oh, good times. Good yeah. times in those dining commons. Yeah. Oh, man. I had a lot of bad food. <laughs> <laughs> Everything started tasting the same after about a couple of weeks. Yeah, and um, then you learn how to cook. Yeah. All right. Uh, all that right. pretty much wraps it up with all this uh, humor to end. Okay. Um, and uh, thank you. And as always, go Bears. Go Bears. You knew it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world this is bear territory! You know it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world this is bear territory! Yeah. You know it! Why? You tell-
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.